1: Some fun news. Tell me. Not related to bookstores or anything like that. I think that every time I say I have news, you're like, ah, bookstore? Did you, find, <laughs> did you find a location? What like, no, not.
0: It is my first I'm, <laughs> because one day you're going to say One day say that yes, will be the news, so.
1: but that is not the news okay. right now. Um, but I applied to foster some puppies. Okay. So this like, foster group called Go Fido Rescue that I, like, um, very nearly adopted a puppy from (laughs) earlier this year. Um, I've been following them on Facebook and they posted about, like, this mom dog was found under a house, like, with 10 puppies that she was keeping alive. And, um, So, somebody found them, brought them to GoFido, and now, like, GoFido needs fosters for a couple weeks until they can send the dogs up to Maine, which is where they're destined for. Okay. And the puppies are adorable. So, I was like, me,
0: I'll do it, I'll do it. Are you going to get attached
1: and then be sad? Maybe. I mean, I might, but... um,
0: how many are you going to foster?
1: Two. Okay. So I and originally just wanted to foster one, but she was like, oh, they're still really little. And if you only take one, like, it's just going to scream the whole time. So it's better if you take two because they're used to being with their brothers and sisters. So I was like, all right. What kind of Give puppies? me two then. I don't know. Okay. They're just like, she's just like a. Like a mix. A hound mix. Yeah. yeah. I don't know exactly what. but mutt. Yeah. She's a mutt. But um, the puppies are adorable, and they're, like, all different colors, and she said I could go pick out the ones I want, so.
0: are you going to name them just while they're here? They're named.
1: Yeah, they're named. They already
0: named them? Mm, They already named
1: them, and they're named after Disney characters, like Moana, and I don't know. (laughs) But um, so on Monday, I'm going to go pick them up. Oh, that's
0: exciting i know i may have to bring lucia here while yes. you have them how long do you have them for two weeks okay yeah she's got to come see the puppy yeah. dogs you can come she over says, whenever you want i said there's a book that we read every night and there's like little puppies on one of the pages and i'm always like what what are those and she's like puppies i was <laughs> like what's the puppy dogs say?" Like? it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny
1: well i had decided to do this and i like already had everything in place and then I texted my mom because you know my mom had talked me out of adopting earlier this year and I texted my mom and I was like so here's the deal I'm fostering puppies and they're already promised to Maine so it doesn't matter if I get attached like I can't keep them anyway and it's for two weeks and I sent her all the details and she goes okay sweet Jamie sounds good and I went whoa (laughs) wait that was way too easy. And she's like, sorry, I'm trying, I'm rushing to get out the house to get to a hair appointment. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this makes more sense. So then we talked about it more at dinner last night and she was like, I don't know. You're going to get attached. They're going to keep you up all night. Teddy's not going to like them. You're going to need me to keep Teddy. And she's like trying to come up with all of these negative things as she does. And um, then at the end of it, I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I've got it covered. I'll take care of everything. You won't have to keep Teddy. And my dad was like, well, you know, I mean, I'll help you if you need help. And my mom was like, well, I'm going to want to come over and like see them. And I was like, oh, really now? (laughs) Okay. I see how this is. Yeah. You don't want me to do it, but you want to come play with them. Yeah, I get it. So anyway, I'm really excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. And I like I bought a little playpen, so they're gonna they're gonna hang out right here okay. in the playpen and
0: get to look at the beautiful library. Yeah, they get to hang out in the library. That's yeah. true.
1: They'll get smart while they're <laughs> while they're here. They'll they'll learn a lot <laughs> until they go to their forever homes.
0: Sounds. I think that sounds one lovely.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I feel like I get to play with puppies for two weeks, and I get to do a good deed. So it's a win win situation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so I know you haven't really read anything recently that has been...
0: No, and I mean, I I have started a few things. I have a bunch of holds that came through, so I'm like ready to start reading them, but we were traveling all last week, and um, we went to Santa Barbara for my friend's wedding, which was... Absolutely lovely. Um, it was a trip, a much needed trip. The weather every day was fantastic. Almost downright chilly in the evenings. That's um, so different from the 98 feels like 108 here every day. Yeah, I think it was 100 yesterday. Feels like hell. <laughs> um, it was, so, honestly, it was so nice. It was it just like perfect like weather. Oh my um,
1: gosh. That reminds yeah. me of like when we, like a, a few years ago, we traveled to Canada in August and the weather was just absolute perfection.
0: And I guess, you know, I, I mean, I've only been to California once, like, um, when my friends and I turned 30, we did like a 30 girls trip to Napa, which was a long time ago.
1: Um, it wasn't that long ago.
0: Well, I'm a year older, but it was four years ago.
1: Yeah, but you don't count 2020 because of COVID. <laughs> okay. <so laughs> really, you only kind of half count
0: 2021. Okay. So <laughs> I'll I'll go with that. Um, but yeah, so I don't. In my mind, I was like, it's going to be really hot there because it's it's June in California, in California right? California, yeah. And no, it was just so lovely. But they did say um, that in August it gets it's pretty brutal. Mm. So I can imagine. Yeah. They're like, good thing you're here now. <laughs> Cause it gets brutal.
1: But yeah, I'm like it was, scared it was of what
0: it's gonna be like here in August. And sh- June. Honestly, has been so awful. I, I keep telling myself I, I was thinking about that in bed the other night. Like <laughs> I couldn't sleep. And so I was just thinking, if this is what it's like now. Right. How are we gonna live? I don't know how we're gonna survive this summer. Like, does everyone in Louisiana just like fall down dead one day because there's just no I mean, how do you survive, Tim? It's
1: a legit that? thing that Like people in Texas are dying from heat strokes and stuff like that.
0: I mean, I honestly, in my mind, like, I can't imagine it being much hotter. I know, but. And I don't want to, you know. (laughs) But we're going to experience it. I've seen, like, a thing going around on social media saying, like, in Louisiana, um, the temps are so high, we'll be inside from Thursday until November 2nd.
1: (laughs) true it is so true it's like my my ac is struggling to keep up
0: my ours is too it's hot and at night i'm like i am hot
1: i know and it takes until like midnight to fully cool down
0: yeah it will have it on 70 is what we put on at night same and it's still reading like 74 to 5 and i'm just like i'm sweating and we have a fan on i know it's so miserable it's not until like i get up i don't know maybe like at three o'clock and I look at it and it's at like 71 or right. whatever but it's still I still feel hot like it I never know. catches up like my body is just I'm hot like I'm almost like am I gonna have to get a isolating fan yeah to put in the room uh, to just uh, uh, <laughs> it's hot like even though I have this fan I need that fan
1: I might have to get one of those like cooling mattresses that like blows cool air <laughs> You sleep. Is that a thing? they Okay, I I was, you know, I've been obsessed with the All the Hacks podcast uh-huh. recently, and he has a sponsor. I don't know if he still does, but he at least used to have a sponsor that was for this like mat thing that you put on your mattress that like keeps it temperature controlled. Hmm. It's pretty expensive, but we might need them.
0: <laughs> um Michael, it is August 1st. I am going to sleep at Jamie's. <laughs> what yeah, yeah yeah. she has this expensive cover that goes <laughs> on her mattress Lucy and i are gonna have to just go in, in order to sleep and to survive this is about survival
1: but good luck to you <laughs> so i actually have two books that i could talk about if you want to yes. hear about two books i would like to
0: hear about two books i'll briefly discuss i mean they're books that i've read before um or the one that I was gonna just very briefly talk about and not go into a ton of detail. I've read before years ago, and I just happened to pick it back up on the plane. I, I did not download the books that I needed, so I couldn't listen to anything on the plane. Ooh, and so bummer. I opened my Kindle, and that was the that one, and one other <laughs> one was the only one downloaded. So I was like, let me just start reading this, so I have something to read. Um, but it's a fantastic book. I've just never done it on this podcast because I haven't read it in the last like six years.
1: Well, now you have to tell me what book it is. Okay, if if you're ready yeah, yeah, for yeah.
0: that, yeah, um, it's Girl in the Blue Coat by Monica. It's either Hess or Hesse. Have you read that?
1: No. Can I guess that it's historical fiction? Yes, it
0: is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it was in my world World War II. Like I was just binge reading everything yeah. I could get my hands on. Um, and it was in that same time frame as um, The Nightingale mm-hmm. by. Um, Kristen Hannah. Kristen Hannah, yeah. which was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think that, I. That's
1: like, I feel like the Nightingale and then now Code Name Helene by um, Ariel Lahan like read that. set the standard for World War II fiction. Yeah.
0: So um, I think I prefer uh, the Nightingale storyline mm-hmm. a little bit more, but this one is interesting because it's set in Amsterdam and the main character is a girl. I think she's maybe she's sixteen or eight, no, she's eighteen now. Maybe I think. Um, but she is not Jewish and she is still living with her family and, um, she is smuggling goods for the people in the town and that's how she gets extra money for her family to kind of stay afloat because her mom, either her mom or her dad are like a music teacher and like obviously things that they were getting money for, like no one is interested right Right. now. Um, and so she kind of acquires these goods that people aren't able to get through this underground system. She works for, like, a mortician in town, and so he has her do all of this on the side mm. after she's not, like, scheduling with, you know, <laughs> families and stuff. Funerals and things. Yeah. Um, her boyfriend in her childhood best friend, um, like, died at the beginning of the war like, the front of the line. And so she's pretty hardened at this point in the story, and she just has no relationship with any of the people that she's delivering to. She's just trying to get in and out and, like, help her family. And one day um, an elderly woman asks her to find not a good – not goods, but a person. Yeah. And so she has to decide how involved she wants to get in this – yeah, in this search um, for this young girl who is Jewish – Whose family, you know? I don't want to go to. I'm not even going to say anything. But basically, she's she has to decide if she's gonna if she's gonna help and what that entails and how deep she's gonna get into this and um, kind of the repercussions that can occur, you know, uh, if she gets caught. So it was just really, really well done. And the girl in the blue coat is the girl she's trying to find. Gotcha. And so she really wasn't given much information. There's no photos. There's no anything. The older lady is trying to explain you know, what she looks like. Um, Yeah, and so she basically tells, um, she only gives a very short description that she's a young Jewish girl with curly, dark hair. She left and doesn't, she doesn't know how she got out of the house because all the entryways were like blocked or like the lady could have seen it. And she described her as wearing a white blouse, a brown skirt, and the blue jacket, the blue coat was the only distinguishing factor that she could give hmm. um so that's kind of what she's she's i can't print i don't know i can't remember if her name is hannah like the main character mm-hmm. it's spelled okay it's n- not spelled it's some... Henika. Henika. yeah hmm. and so she and i'm sure i'm not pronouncing that right but um she you know always has that blue coat on her mind right like, so,
1: hmm, it sounds interesting.
0: It was it was it's an interesting take because you're you're seeing it from someone who's not Jewish, who's not who's still living in a hard time situation and things are not good and there's death and destruction all around them. But she also doesn't have the the fear of being taken, right. You know, like that's not necessarily uh, until she gets herself into this situation, right. So it's really good.
1: I haven't, I haven't really been into historical fiction yeah. lately, but, but I mean, it sounds interesting for someday whenever I, yeah, can read historical fiction again. And
0: I did finish the nanny like two days ago, and I, I was just like, is this gonna end? Is that terrible? Okay, I liked it. I did like. I thought it was a good storyline. I really liked him. Um, I'm okay with the ranch, but I was. I told you like. It was just so many scenes, it so was. many eggplant scenes, and some of them were really long <laughs> that I was just kind of, like in the beginning I was like, yeah, it's kind of hot. And then I was just kind of.
1: <laughs> okay, we get it. We get it. Like I get it. And the story was a little drawn out. I can see what you it mean. It was about, a little like, drawn out. Is this ever going to end? Yeah. Is, is there ever going to be a resolution to this? Right. Yeah, I can and see I,
0: that. And I did not love um, Cassie, Cassie's reaction to certain things like I thought and again she's 25 years old and she had a hard life a hard upbringing but I just kind of was just like really like that would be so simple just (laughs) talk through it (laughs) but um yeah I mean it was good it was good I just I think it could have ended a little sooner and there could have been a few less
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think those are fair (laughs) requests of that of that book Um, okay, so what do you want to hear about first? We have either a 1980s setting, not written, thriller, or a quintessential summer read set in the 70s.
0: Tell me about the 80s first, because I want to end on a beach read.
1: This is the perfect beach read. So I will first tell you about the thriller. Okay. Okay. And it is called The Only One Left by Riley Sager. Okay. I read a few books by Riley Sager way back when, and I kind of quit reading his stuff because it I wasn't – It just, I don't know, it was a little ridiculous at times. Okay. Um, But he came to an author event in New Orleans last week, and so my sister-in-law and my cousin and I went to the author event, and so I wanted to read the book before going. And, like, the book came out on Tuesday, and then the event was on Thursday, so I, like, downloaded it from Audible and listened real quick and went. But I did enjoy the book, and the author event was, um, like, uh, he – He's an interesting person. <laughs> he's he's a character, as you can imagine, for someone writing thrillers. Right, sure. Um, but yeah, we had a good time. So the premise of the book that he said when he was introducing the book on um, Thursday night was the, the idea that came to him was, what if Lizzie Borden lived to her 70s and needed a caretaker and like you know because her health was failing and she needed a caretaker who would be the person that would be so like what's wrong with their life that they get assigned to lizzie borden who maybe killed her family okay so this is his idea this is his premise okay um lenora hope is um In her 70s, she is living in a crumbling mansion on a cliff in, I think, Maine. Um, And so there's this rhyme that's been around about her for however many, 50, 60 years, um, that goes, At 17, Lenora Hope hung her sister with a rope, stabbed her father with a knife, Took her mother's happy life, so it's this rhyme. How cute! It's, it's this rhyme that like kids say, you know, okay. like like in <laughs> in schoolyard, like like Bloody Mary kind sure, of sure, stuff, sure, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So she's like a local legend, and
0: okay. she's Is she not very nice. She's well, kind of like a rec- uh, recluse. Kinda? She's a
1: recluse. She okay. never leaves her house because. Everyone thinks that she killed her family, and maybe she did. Okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, also, she's had like a series of strokes. So she can't do anything. She's in a wheelchair. She can't talk. The only thing she can do is move her left arm. So then we have Kit, who um, is a caretaker. Mm-hmm. And she's working for this company. So, the killing took place in 1929, Mm -hmm. and now we've jumped forward to 1983. Okay. So, Kit, one of her previous patients had a bad outcome, and she is getting blamed for it, basically. Oh,
0: no. Okay. So,
1: she was, like, suspended from her job, and it turns out that Lenora Hope needs a caretaker. She had one previously, and the caretaker just disappeared don't know what happened to her and um so she needs a new caretaker and kit gets assigned because like nobody this is your
0: last chance yeah like
1: nobody wants to go take care of lenore hope because she maybe killed her family
0: and got rid of her last caretaker
1: (laughs) potentially yeah what happened to this caretaker so Kit goes to live in the mansion and take care of Lenora. There's like a gardener, a housekeeper. Is a... everyone creepy? No. Okay. No, okay. not everybody's creepy. But um, Kit is like, okay, how, what am I going to do with this lady that all she can do is move her left arm? And when she gets there, she finds a typewriter. And she takes the typewriter and sets it in front of Lenora. And Lenora starts typing with her left hand and says, I want to tell you my story.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: (laughs) And I'll leave you with that.
0: Okay. Wow. Hmm.
1: I know you were looking a little skeptical. Yeah. At first, I was just kind of like, I mean, some parts of that. That
0: honestly, you kind of hooked me there. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, the first probably 50% of the story. felt like a little familiar like okay this has been done before um but then it got like better and more original thriller
0: horror because of the killing stuff or not necessarily it's not supernatural there
1: is a little bit of a paranormal like maybe it's paranormal maybe it's not element to the book Mm -hmm. um so yeah, first 50% felt like it had been done before. And then it got unique and original and I was really enjoying it. And then I would say I kind of wish the last 10% of the book didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> There's too many twists. It's, it's a little
0: ridiculous. Okay.
1: But that's how he tends to be like with his writing. So, yeah. but ignoring Is this that.
0: Is your favorite that you've read by him? That you so, can, if you can even remember?
1: I, I went back and looked at the other books I had read by him. One of them I rated five stars, and okay. I, but I don't remember anything about sure, it. Sure, sure, yeah. And I don't really remember the other books. Yeah. So What well, would you give this? I gave it four stars. Okay. Yeah, because I thought it was really good until the end, and I was like, no, don't, oh, don't go there. Oh, why? But if you can ignore that, then, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if that, if it had ended where you would like it to end, would it have been a five? Or still no?
1: Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know because I can't get the, sure. <laughs> the ending out of yeah. my head.
0: Huh. It sounds interesting, but that is a shame.
1: I know. It's such a bummer. But he was really um, entertaining. And he, so he got up there and he's like, so we can do this two ways. I can do a reading from my book and then I can sit down and we can do a QA and a or we can just go straight to the Q&A. And everyone was like, Reading, reading, do a reading first. And he was like, Okay, no one ever asks me to do the reading. They always just want to go straight to the Q and A. He's like, So I didn't bring a book in with me and I and we were sitting in the front row. So I was like, You can borrow my book. So I handed him my book and he read from my book. And then when we went to the signing, I was like, Yeah, you you read out of my book. <laughs> so he signed it and said, Like, thanks for lending me your Aww, book and that's it. really cool. <laughs> so yeah. It was it was fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think you're gonna like the second one more. The second book that I'm gonna tell it's, you about. I mean the
0: second sounds I, I need it. It's so hot. I need to pretend that there's a breeze somewhere off of an ocean. Okay. Tell me about it.
1: It's not quite that kind of book, but it is it's not on a beach? It's not said on a beach. I never said anything about oh, a beach. I thought you said a beach. beach
0: read. What did you say? I
1: said quintessential summer read.
0: Ah, okay. Well, when you say summer read, I think beach You read. think beach, clearly. Okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. Summer, so it's hot. They're hot, too. We're all hot. We're in hell.
1: <laughs> They're hot,
0: too. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, so this perfect summer read is called Mary Jane by Jessica Anya Blau. Okay. Now, Mary Jane is the name of our protagonist. Um, we are in 1970s Baltimore. Uh, Mary Jane is 14 years old and she comes from a very buttoned up country club, nice neighborhood, religious family, and so. Like, her parents are both Protestants and they are both very involved in the church. Like, she sings in her church choir. She loves to help her mom cook dinners. Um, when her dad gets home, like, the meal is ready and prepared and they sit down and they eat, you know, properly and quietly. And, like, this is her life and it's all she knows. Right. But she gets a job um, to babysit a little girl that lives in the neighborhood for the summer. So, the little girl, Izzy um, lives, you know, like a couple of streets away and her parents, um, her dad is, Izzy's dad is a psychiatrist and her mom is just like a stay at home mom. She doesn't really do anything, but, um, still they want Mary Jane to come and babysit, even though the mom doesn't do anything. (laughs) So, um,
0: so they want her to babysit. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like... Wa- is, are they also well-to-do? Yes,
1: yeah, so they're also a wealthy family. I mean, like, obviously doctor. But, shocker, they're a Jewish family, which mm-hmm. is like, oh my gosh, that is so different. Okay. Um, And when Mary Jane gets there, she realizes that their family is drastically different from her own. They're a lot more, like, liberal and open and, like... The parents, like if the dad's leaving, he'll, you know, give his wife a kiss or something like that. And like in her family, it's like, no, we don't show any affection. We don't do any of these things. And so it's just a complete culture shock for her. Um, And so after she's been there for about a week, I think she learned that one of Dr. Cone's patients, um, who lives in New York City. Again, they're in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He's been taking a train back and forth to like see Dr. Cohn and it's just, he needs more help than that. So this patient and his wife are going to move into the house with the Cones. Mm. It happens to be a famous rock star and his wife is, um, a famous TV star. Okay. So no one can know that they're living in the Cones house. Okay. It has to be a complete secret because of doctor-patient confidentiality sure. and all this kind of stuff. So Mary Jane has to take care of Izzy, um, keep a com- keep it a complete secret that she's like hanging out with this rock star and movie star that everyone loves. And um, the... The, f- the family, and especially Jimmy and Sheba, when they move in, like they're like hippies. They're and they don't keep their house clean. Like, they, there's stuff just everywhere, all over everything. When she first gets there, like this, the, there's just old junk in the fridge. And she's like, What do y'all eat? Like, I don't understand. It's like in the cone's house, in the cone's house. Okay, okay. And they're like, Oh, we just go out to dinner all the time. And she's like, What? what? Like, you don't cook a meal for your family? I don't understand. But she enjoys doing those things because that's what she's grown up doing. So she, like, takes it upon herself to, like, clean the house and organize their bookshelves and cook them dinner every night and all these things. And she loves it. And they just end up adoring her. Sure. All of them. Yeah. And so this is kind of, like, her newfound family. And she's exposed to... Um, Things that she's never been exposed to before. Sex, drugs, alcohol. Like, he's an alcoholic. That's why he's being treated. And uh, she gets to kind of go on adventures with them and just experience a whole new world and a new culture. And um, I don't know. It was really just, like... Obviously, it's, like, coming of age. Right. But I just loved it so much like I loved the characters and her found family and uh, it, it just it made me so happy it really did and it felt so summery okay I mean, like, she's on summer break. She's taking care of this little girl for the summer. But I think just kind of like the rock and roll aspect of it had a little bit of like a Daisy Jones and Mm -hmm. the six vibe. And just, it was, yeah, it was summer. It was groovy. It was so groovy. It was so summer. It was awesome.
0: Okay, I'm reading
1: And the narration. Really good. So good.
0: Okay, well, you already had me, but (laughs) I'm in.
1: Yeah. Ugh. (laughs) I wish I could go back and just read it again for the first time. Seriously, no, I get you. Really, There's, that's wonderful.
0: really um, unique to to fall into a book that you wish that you could read for the first time.
1: And I think I think this author has written stuff before. Like this isn't a debut, but um, nothing that I had ever heard of, and it didn't look like her other books were very popular. So I'm excited to see like what she comes up with next. Yeah,
0: very cool. Well, I'm definitely putting this on my list.
1: As you should.
0: <laughs> you want to talk about the date? Yeah, tell me about it. Um, yeah, so on the topic of uh, summertime, <laughs> um, when I went to Santa Barbara, I of course had to stop in at the local tea shop. As and, we do, yeah, and the only one that was uh nearby is called Vices and Spices from around the world. <laughs>
1: Which, funny enough, you told me was it like a hippie shop,
0: and I kind of I mean, the people weren't hippies, yeah, but it but had that feel to it. Vibe. Yeah, um, it was crunchy,
1: <laughs> crunchy like granola, you know, love
0: it, but um, yeah, it was cool, and they didn't have like a huge selection. But when I saw London Fog Blend, I was like, I mean, I'm definitely in that one. Um, so they're located at uh, on State Street in Santa Barbara, and they've been there since the 70s.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> so, oh,
1: it's all coming together again.
0: Yeah, as it typically does. I don't know how that happens to us. Um, but yeah, tell me what you think.
1: This is delicious. It's good. And it actually tastes like a London Fog. It does. Um, so like Harney and Sons has a London Fog tea, but it's not good and it doesn't taste like a London Fog. This, I, I feel like I'm drinking a London Fog.
0: Yeah. And if you wanted it to be a latte and you added your preferred milk, it would taste very similar to a Starbucks yeah, London it, Fog It really would. latte. It really would. Yeah, I'm into it. It's really good.
1: It's delicious. Yeah, sorry we don't have any, like,
0: descriptors. Yeah, there's there's no descriptors, but tell us what's in a London fog, since you know generally. Yeah,
1: so it's Earl Grey tea, vanilla, and um, milk. Yep. And I am getting all of that Mm -hmm. in a sip. And it's better for you because there's no dairy in it, but you still get the flavor. This is brilliant. I'm... (laughs) I'm... (laughs) Like, I hope they have an online store that I can order from.
0: I didn't, I couldn't find it. <gasps> no. But guess what? You can I have I get the it. whole bag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is so exciting. Thank you. You're welcome. You have made my day. <laughs> and I also um, stopped into the independent bookstore in town after we stopped in. Michael was just like, he was into it. He was fine with it. I was like, hey, we got to go to the tea shop. And then across the street, is the bookstore, the independent bookstore. And he was like, okay. Like,
1: these are things that we do now when yeah. we travel.
0: Oh, and it was funny because he was telling me, like, what are you doing on your last day? And he's like, well, we're going to the tea the tea shop and then we're going to the bookstore. So I know those those two things we're definitely doing. And people were like, oh, okay. And I think they were looking at him like, what? But it was funny because I had just been very adamant, like, I, I need to stop by. I, I need to get some tea and I want to get Jamie a book and I want to get, I'd gotten Lucia a book when we went to Solvang, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to get Celeste a book our niece and so i was like so we have to stop in there and i think i got a Lisa something too oh i got alisa um um uh, golden girl
1: i was gonna say please tell me it's an ellen Hilda yeah Rand.
0: golden girl since we're going and i wanted to get her something that was um a not a series so you know? y'all are officially going we're Nantucket? still not officially okay. going but today we talked and she did book like the hotel in boston for when we get yeah when we fly out um the last day because she can do that with points because they have like a hilton there and she mm-hmm. has like travel and she was like well, let's start because i texted her i was like should we start looking because you know it's pretty pricey and she was like yeah i'm just nervous that we're not going to be able to cancel if we need to cancel and i was like well i'll only book something that has a really close date that we if we need to cancel yeah you know we can cancel in august before our trip or something so i'm going to start looking into it i had found a really cool place um there's actually on martha's vineyard because we're going to do Martha's Vineyard for one night. Nice. Um, and then we only have, because of travel, unfortunately, we are only going to have two nights in Nantucket, one night in Martha's Vineyard, and then we'll have to stay in Boston the night before we leave because our flight's really early.
1: <laughs> that sounds so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. So, yeah, so we're going to start looking. So more than likely it's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Michael, of course, was like, uh, hurricane season. I was like, you shut your mouth. <gasps> no. Yeah, it's like you... Do
1: not bring that into the world. shut
0: it. So it's going to happen. We're going. It is going to And it's going to be beautiful. And we're going to... Travel's going to be fine. We're going to get home fine. Everything's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a much-needed sister trip that we've never done before. It's going to be great.
1: I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Teddy is starting to growl and tell us that it is... Oh, really
0: quick. Let me just say, the independent bookstore in in Santa Barbara is called Chaucer's. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Okay. I think it might be a chain, right? No, it can't. be. I don't think. It- I thought it. I thought it. Maybe there's multiple locations. Could it be? In there could be. Multiple locations. Yeah. I think I when I looked it up, there was multiple locations in California. Yeah,
1: like in the area.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really cool, and the reviews on it were fantastic because there was a few other bookstores around, but it f- by far exceeded like all the reviews online of all the other ones and um people were saying you know they have everything they're like if you go in and you can't find something they have it (laughs) yeah um and they had a really cool selection of um like all their gifts and stuff were really cool Mm -hmm. Like they had neat stuff that i haven't seen other places so it was kind of cool
1: that's awesome yeah love a good indie bookstore i can't wait for next month when we go to um the grand and point clear, like we're going to go into Hope one day mm-hmm. and I'm told that they have a, a cool bookstore. So
0: yeah, I heard Hope's really nice. Yeah. I've never been. I, I haven't either, but I heard it's really, but it's I'm looking nice forward to it.
1: Yeah. So I just want to go like ride my bike around the town and like stop the bakery and the bookstore and the tea house and the whatever. I don't know if those exist there, but <laughs> they we'll, do. Okay. I'm sure they do. Okay, mom, great. I don't know
0: for sure, but you'll find them.
1: It sounds good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All, right.
1: All right. Until next
0: time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing
1: anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers!